You know, sometimes we take God, we take people, and we take things for granted. For, as granted or for granted. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And today, we're going to be reading from the book of Luke, beginning at the 17th chapter and the 11th verse. Now, this is a, a passage of scripture and a story that you've heard numerous times before you've heard many preachers preach on it. And basically, it's the story of the ten lepers. Now, it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them... He said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes today from the subject, as granted or for granted. As granted or for granted. There once was a lady... And she sold pretzels. She had a pretzel stand outside of this huge office building. And her pretzels were 50 cents. You all have seen these big pretzels that they have. So that's what she sold. And every day a young lawyer would come out. And he would walk by her stand. And he would take two quarters. And he would place two quarters on her pretzel stand. But he would never take a pretzel. And each day he would come out of his office building dressed in his sharp suit and he would reach in his pocket and he would take out two quarters and he would place it on her stand. And she would acknowledge him and she would nod and she would smile. They never spoke. He never took a pretzel. And this went on for five straight years. Every day, two quarters on her stand, he never took a pretzel. And one day as he walked out and he placed the two quarters on the lady's stand, and as he walked away, he heard the lady say, excuse me. She said, I want to let you know that I appreciate your two quarters every day, and, and you're my best customer, but I just have to let you know the price of pretzels has now gone up to 75 cents. <laughs> so I speak to you today from the subject of as granted or You know, sometimes we take God, we take people, and we take things for granted instead of taking them as granted. And there's a huge difference in the two. 
These ten lepers, and it's interesting that Jesus said for this foreigner, because the rest of the nine were Jews, and this was a Samaritan, and Samaritans were looked down upon, and the the Jews were looked up to. These were the pious ones. These were the religious ones. These were the ones who were following God's law and his commandment, and it's just like the man who was laying by the wayside, and it was the good Samaritan who came by and rescued him, but the rest of the folk, including the priest, walked on by. So here Jesus said, this stranger, this foreigner, this Samaritan, and my people didn't even come back to say thank you. And we can go through life with one of those two attitudes that we accept and we are thankful for the things that have been granted us, or we can take all of this that we have been granted, we can take it for granted. You see, there were three levels even just dealing with the lepers. The worst level is that you have leprosy. The second level is that you've been cured, and the third level is you never got leprosy in the first place. There are always three levels of things. There are always multiple ways of looking at the same situation. And yet, some of us right now, we are suffering with some physical maladies. We got things that are wrong in our bodies. And some got stuff wrong that folk can see. Some got stuff wrong folk can't see. Some of you got something wrong. You feel it, but you don't haven't gotten it diagnosed yet because you're scared to even go check it. So some of us have things that are definitely wrong. We know we're battling with them. But even the things that we are battling with, most of the time, is not even that bad. And yet, we have not given thanks. We have taken for granted all of the stuff we don't have. I have been to a leper colony before. It was when I was traveling. I spent a week on the Amazon River, going down the river on a riverboat. And one of the places that we stopped in Brazil was a leper colony. So I actually got off the boat and I actually went through a leper colony. Leprosy still exists today. And the people who have it are still isolated in a colony, just as it was back then. But even though leprosy was pretty bad, it was worse stuff than leprosy. With leprosy, essentially, you had a withered limb or deformed skin, or sometimes it was a neuropathic disease, and you would get a facial muscles would be distorted. But of the things that Jesus healed, some of the stuff was a lot worse than leprosy, because some of the stuff was really, 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 really bad. He healed a lot of folk who were about to die. One of his first miracles was When Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water and the wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum, and he healed that boy. He was about to die. And then you know the story of the centurion who came, and his servant was about to die. At least with leprosy, you're not about to die. You look bad, but you don't feel bad. You just look bad to other folk. Do you know how it is when you're just looking bad, but you're feeling okay? Some folk will complain to no end because they have a bad hair day. And we take it for granted all of the other stuff that we have been granted. Leprosy wasn't the worst thing. Jesus raised folk from the dead. Dead is worse than leprosy. Jesus healed blind men. You know, and I wondered as I studied this, Why were none of the women blind? It was all just blind men. That's another whole sermon called blind men. I'll get to that one day. 
Then he healed the man who had been at the pool of Bethesda for 38 long years, paralyzed, who could not walk. That's worse than leprosy. So there were a lot of things that really were worse than leprosy. He healed those who were possessed by demons and out of their mind. Crazy is worse than leprosy. Jesus healed a lot of stuff that was worse than leprosy. And yet with all of this stuff, None of us here are blind. None of us here are paralyzed. There may be a few folk bordered on the crazy end, but none of us have all of this stuff that's just worse than leprosy. I mean, we've got so much to be thankful for, but yet because we take things for granted, not as granted. God has granted you so much. And every day when I go out and just in the sunlight or or just wake up, I'm so thankful because there are so many things. There is so much that has been granted me. God has given me so much. But modern society trains you. That's what the role of a marketer is, is to make you focus on what you don't have. God tries to get you to focus on what I have given you. And that's why even with the children of Israel, that's why God had to not let them in the promised land because they wanted some meat and God was sending them down manna every day, a miracle every day. Some of you all are getting a miracle every single day. And he sent this manna down. Their clothes did not wear out. Their shoes did not wear out. There were none sick among them. But yet they've been to complaining and grumbling. I want some chicken. And God sent them pheasant. Pheasant is nothing but a fowl. It's a chicken. It's just another kind of chicken. And they just wanted some chicken. I'm tired of this. Yeah, I know you sent this down for me. I'm tired of this bread. I want some chicken. And as a result, they took things that God had sent for granted, not as granted. But when God sent them the manna, so many more blessings came with the manna. But they didn't take it as granted. They took it. And how much stuff in life do we take for granted? We wake up every day. We drive here. And by traveling so many places, I see how blessed all of us are with material things. And, And yet some of us will think, well, you know, my neighbor has a better house. They have a better car. They got better clothes. They got a better wife or they got a better husband or they got better hair. They got better noses. They got better this. They got better. And you are taking the stuff that God has granted you for granted and not as granted. You know, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, and a lot of that stuff he wrote from really, really precarious positions. He was in jail. He was being chased. He was being persecuted. Do you realize that all of the disciples, with the exception of John, died some rough, horrendous, physical deaths from persecution of following Jesus? We take it for granted that we can be in church. And even though we may have a person or two here armed, you don't realize the blessing of being able to come to church. When we were in Nigeria, you couldn't go to church without going through the metal detector. You had your car searched underneath and you had guards standing at the door with automatic rifles. Because in church, and I think they've killed about 200 pastors this year. You're in church and they bust in the door and they just shoot up the pastor. And I got to admit, that discourages some folk from going into ministry. But here, you can come and preach in the pulpit, and we take it for granted. Now, you'll have a shooting every blue moon. But a lot of times, you find that that's because the pastor been doing something outside. It had nothing to do with religion. That's between the pastor and the shooter. had nothing to do with religion. So here, we take it for granted 
that you can sit here in absolute safety and you're not worried about somebody coming in shooting you up. And I've been in those situations. I've been in the churches. I have seen the guards and it's a tension because it's so much violence among the religions. But all we focus on when we walk in the church, if we see something wrong, it's too cold, it's too hot, you know, the preacher too long. And we take what God has given us for granted. And we got to learn how to start taking some stuff as granted, because this is the thing you must understand. God has orchestrated everything in our lives. And some of us have some difficult things right now. What about the disciples? Have you ever looked at their life and they gave up all of this stuff to follow Jesus? Yet when they got to the end, Jesus told them, have any of you lacked anything? There's not a soul listening to me right now who is hungry due to lack of food. Now, you may be hungry just because you haven't gotten to prepared anything today, but you're not hungry due to lack of food. As a matter of fact, 80 percent of the folk listening to me right now are trying to lose weight. 80% of the people listening to me right now are trying to lose weight. And yet, when is the last time you have truly thanked God for all of the food that you have? When is the last time you have thanked God for the roof over your head, for the air that you breathe just to be able to walk? And see, you take some things for granted until you see somebody else who doesn't have that ability. And now when I I, I travel a lot, when I get off the plane, I'm seeing more and more wheelchairs in the jetway. Anybody who travels, you notice that. You're seeing more and more wheelchairs in the jetway. When is the last time you thank God when you can just get off the plane and just walk free and clear with no pain, we're not getting out of breath, and you walk all up and down the concourse? And we fuss about, oh, it's crowded in here. I'm walking good in the crowd. See, you've got to be able to realize as granted versus for granted. And when you change that mentality, you become like the one leper who came back to thank Jesus instead of the other nine. This is the worst disease of the day. It was the equivalent of AIDS of that time, in the early days of AIDS. Because everybody could see you had leprosy. You had to walk on the other side of the street hollering, unclean, unclean. And here all these nine men were clean who were Jews. And not one of the nine came back. Only a foreigner. And that lets you know there was some culture involved in that. He was from a different culture. Sometimes you can get around folk. You can get in the culture, and the culture has you geared to taking stuff for granted. You take God for granted, who has given you all of this and given you stuff every single day. You take God for granted, then you take people for granted. If couples were to appreciate each other for what they did for each other, for the stuff they didn't have to deal with, relationships would go a whole lot better, but that's not what happens. They're usually going to focus on what's missing. They're usually going to focus on what's wrong, and it could be 99 things right and one thing wrong, and guess which one they're going to focus on. And as a result, because we focus so much on the one thing or the small stuff that's wrong, now some folk got big stuff wrong, and even if you got big stuff wrong, you still got some stuff that's right. And often God will put you in a situation that's got big stuff wrong, according to the world, just so you can develop your spirit, just so you can learn to be appreciative, because one of the worst things in the world is for you to have everything easy at your fingertips. I know Pastor James was telling me once about the King of England, the Prince of England, and how spoiled he was, and how he just had everybody to do everything for him, and one day his pen wouldn't write. And he doesn't reach over to get his own pen. He has to call a servant over to bring the pen over. 
from the edge of the desk. Bring, he won't reach over and get his own pen because he's got servants to get your own pen. So the servant comes over, servant puts the pen there, and then he writes, but the pen wouldn't write. He just blew his top off. I've been to Buckingham Palace. He's living in this palace. It's just humongous. Got servants all around, but he blew his top because the pen wouldn't write. And it's not that he didn't have another pen. That just pen right then. You see, we can take stuff so, and we can become so picky. And so just spoiled. That's what it really boils down to. We become so spoiled that the smallest little thing out of whack messes us all up. You got all this stuff and all you're doing is fussing because you're not appreciating what God has granted. You're taking God's gifts for granted. And what you need to do is really Take time every day and do this. In his book, the book is called Thanks by Robert Edmonds. He details the positive impact of recording just five items that we're grateful for every day. As a matter of fact, when I read this, I have an accountability partner that I report to every day. I got this little online form and I fill it out and send it and they get a copy and I get a copy. I got stuff I checked off. I added today a section in it that says five things I'm grateful for today. So every day that I put in my daily stuff I'm supposed to do, I'm going to add five things that I am grateful for every day. And when you start doing that, it changes. It changes because now instead of at the end of the day, a lot of folks just recapping all of the mess that is going on. And how many of y'all got mess in your life? I mean, you got stuff that you may consider mess. It may not actually be mess. God may have placed it there just to strengthen you, but you consider it mess. I got some stuff that I just consider a mess. And to be honest, I would rather not deal with. But it's there. But I am thankful I can deal with it. I am thankful that I got the mental attitude that I can overlook some stuff, smile about stuff, laugh about some stuff, joke about some stuff, and just go on about my business just as happy as I can be. Lord, I thank you for that. Thank you for giving me the wisdom. And thank you for giving me the struggles to help develop that wisdom. So every day now, from this point forward, I'm going to fill out five things that I am thankful for. But this is what the science says these five things do. If you fill out five things a day that you do, number one, you will have better sleep. They said people who recorded items in their gratitude journal every day, they had better sleep and they woke up more relaxed and more refreshed. When you list down five things a day that you're grateful for, there is a 25% increase in happiness. All you do is write it down. It hadn't changed the stuff. What it has done is make you see the stuff. Hadn't changed. I'm thankful that I can see you right now. Now, my vision is not 2020. As a matter of fact, the right eye is a little weak. The left eye is reasonably good. I can function fine without my glasses, but I see a lot better with my glasses. But I'm thankful that I can see. I'm thankful that I'm not one of those blind men that I'm going to preach a sermon on one day. I am thankful that I can see and I can see reasonably well. I can look up there. I can see the clock. I see exactly what time it is. I can see that it's not 2020. Now, I can get an operation that will bring it into 2020, but I'm thankful right now that I can see. I can hear. I can taste and smell. Now, that may not sound like a whole lot, but some of the people who are still suffering from the after effects of the disease that hit this country, not only can they not see or smell, what they do smell smells like sewage. 
I've run across multiple people who said, my smell has been so altered that anything I smell, about 95% of the stuff I smell, smells like sewage. Sewage is a nice way to put it, but it smells just like that. (laughs) Now, I can take a deep breath, and everything smells fine, but could you imagine if 95% of the stuff you smell smell like sewage? So I'm thankful for my sight, my hearing, my smell, my t- it's working. I can taste stuff just as good. It's working. So I am so thankful for all of the things God has granted. Yes, there are some things I wish could be improved. I'm thankful for my hair. Now, my hair is not black like it used to be. As a matter of fact, in some spots, it's not as thick as it used to be. But I'm thankful for it. And even if I didn't have a strand left, I'd be thankful for my smooth ball head. See, it's not a matter of what it is. It's a matter of how we view it and whether we take it as granted or for granted. So there's a 25% increase in happiness just from writing down every day five things that you are thankful for. It improves relationships. Gratitude journalists reported distinct improvement in their relationships with their partners, workmates, family, and friends. Showing our gratitude to loved ones is a great way to make them feel good, make us feel good, and make the relationship better in general. If you write down five good things a day, five things that you are thankful for, it will help you with your wife or with your husband. Because now you got to focus on the good stuff. Instead of all the bad stuff. And even if you told them just five things you think, most of the time the spouse want to tell everybody what's wrong. Tell them what's right. And if you tell them always what's wrong, they're going to dread even seeing you because all they're going to him is, oh boy, here they come again with stuff wrong. Tell them what's right. So it makes a difference. Tell them what you are glad God has granted you instead of taking stuff for granted. Positive and negative thoughts and emotions cannot coexist in the mind at the same time. And as a result, the people who were in this study about those five things a day, they simply saw that when they did that, it changed their outlook on life and it gave them a much more positive outlook on life. Other studies have shown that patients with high blood pressure who count their blessings at least once a week experienced a significant decrease in blood pressure, resulting in overall better health. So you want a healthy heart? Count your blessings. Count your blessings. Take things as granted. And understand God has granted me this. Even when you view the things that you think are negative, take them as granted, not for granted. I want everybody here to, first of all, just take 10 seconds, and I want you to just think of five things that you are grateful for. Just five things that you are grateful for. All right. Science says if you write those five things down every day, you will sleep better, you will be 25% happier, your relationships will be better, and you will have a more positive outlook on life, and it will lower your blood pressure. That's what science is. That's why I implemented on my daily report today. And every day from this point forward, I am going to recognize a minimum. And when you get into the habit, the problem you're going to find is you're going to have a hard time limiting them to five. Because it's just so much. It's so much right. But we focus on the wrong. But it's so much right. Pretzels have gone up to 75. I thank you for joining us today. 
at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to this message all over again or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. And ask Pastor James to close us out for today. Amen. We thank Pastor for that awesome message. And indeed, we need to be more grateful every day. And the human mind just seems like it has a nature of just focusing on the negative, even with your body. You know, you can have one toe aching and your mind just focus on that toe. It won't think about the whole rest of your body that's doing well. So we all needed this message today that we can focus on being grateful and the things that God has given us as blessings in our lives. And even this morning on the way to church, my wife was telling me about one of the places where she used to work. And it was an older lady who would go to the restroom and they would hear her out of the restroom just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And she said it. As they were younger, they would giggle thinking that she was thanking Jesus for the stuff coming out. That was straining. <laughs> so they had framed this story in their mind that this lady must have some really messed up intestines. She got to go in there and thank Jesus every day to just get it out of him. But she said when she got in her 40s and just dealing with things with health and children and how God was delivering and she found herself on the toilet just saying, thank you, Jesus. And she would think about how he delivers. Thank you. And it dawned on her. She said, this is what that lady used to do in there. And she had to call her and explain, you know, all these years, I thought you was just messed up in the intestines and that thinking. But as I got some wisdom and age on me, I realized finally why you were thanking Jesus so much when you sat down. Just so many things that thank him for and even a lot of times she would look at my health as just nothing ever wrong with me and you know I began to keep just a gratitude journal of even all of the things that God would fix in my body and as I would write them down and even though it seemed like nothing was ever wrong I have a list in my phone of 10 things that he just delivered me from just dealing with health and And as you begin to be more grateful for it, you'll find your health will even be better. When you're complaining about your body, your body hears that and it'll cause more stuff for you to complain about. But as you're grateful for things that God brings you through and you remember those things, your body will perform better because you're grateful just for the way it's performing. So we need to just take heed of this message every day in our lives well with heads bowed at this time if there's anybody in this place and God is leading you to renew your relationship with Christ just to be thankful for him dying on the cross he didn't have to do it him laying down his life for you him forgiving your sins taking your sins upon him as a perfect individual he that had committed no sins took on sin for us so if there's anybody who wants to rededicate their lives the altar is open or if you amen, amen 
Amen, 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 amen. He's been so good to us. So good to us. And sometimes we only see what's wrong in our lives. If only we could see and our eyes were open to the things that God has shielded us from. The accidents that we would have gotten in if his angels hadn't have been there. The relationships that we would have gotten in that would have ruined us if he had not have brought us out. The heart attacks that we would have had if he hadn't have resuscitated our hearts in the night. The things that our children would have gotten involved in if he had not have shielded us. We would be a whole lot more grateful if we could see those things that we haven't had to go through. Amen, amen. So you've just lift up your hands and just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you and repent as a sinner. sending your son Jesus to die for me to cleanse me of everything that I've done wrong and I ask you to come into my heart afresh right now live in me Christ I declare with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord I give my life to you I thank you for sparing my life I thank you for my gifts I thank you for my callings I thank you for the impact upon the world that you'll have me to make. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. If you all would just stretch your hands toward him right now. This is one of our youth that grew up in the church. We're just so glad that God has had his hands upon him. And Lord, we just... Pray over your dear son right now, oh Father. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done anew in him right now, oh Lord. We thank you, Lord, for coming to reside in him, oh Father. That your spirit, oh Lord, would rise up on the inside of him, oh Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you'll lead his ideas, oh Father. We pray, oh Lord, for a renewed mind, oh Father. We pray, oh Lord, that you'll show him, oh Father, what you've birthed him into this world to do, oh Lord. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you'll bless the works of his hands, O oh Lord, that as he goes out to do thy will, O oh Lord, that you'll guide him, O oh Lord, that you'll lead him to the right people, O oh Lord. Give him the right connections, O oh Father. We pray, O oh Father, that you'll give him the resources that he needs, O oh Father, to do what you've called him to do, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord. We pray over his feet, O oh Lord, that you'll order the steps, O oh Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done on the inside of him this day, oh Father. 
We rebuke every spirit, O oh Lord, that would try to attach itself unto his life, O oh Lord. We call them, O oh Lord, for thy purposes right now, O oh Lord. We pray that guardian angels would go with them, O oh Father. And we thank you for this generation, O oh Lord, that he'll impact, O oh Father, with the gifts that you've given him. In Jesus' name we pray right now. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. Glory. Give God some praise for what he's Glory, 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 glory to his name. Glory, glory, glory to his name. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to his name. I'm going to ask my wife to close us out today. Since I use her testimony. <laughs> hallelujah well if you stand to your feet hallelujah we're just thankful for your mighty power Lord thank you Lord we just got so much to be thankful for aren't you in agreement I mean to write five things would really be hard to limit it because it's it's just so much he does that we don't see that we don't know about the many accidents he saved us from the issues we've had at work, the phone calls he kept from coming through. We just don't know all the wonder that he's performed. So let's adapt that. Let's start this five things. I got like 50 when I was writing in my book. I was like, okay, I need to stop because it's just so much he's done. But I believe it will just, it will edify our temples. This body Christ has lived in, it will help to edify us so that we can live better. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We give your name the glory and the honor that it deserves. We lift our hands and we say you are our God. We say you are our deliverer. We say you are our keeper. We thank you for blessing us and keeping us. We thank you for allowing your angels to have charge over us, to keep us in all of our ways, lest we dash our foot against a stone. Father, we thank you for keeping us hidden in your secret place. We thank you that there are so many mighty miracles you've performed, even in our health, Father. Thank you for keeping us from eating certain things, Lord, that you knew would take us down. Thank you, Lord, for even directing us away from certain places that you knew there would be trouble. Thank you for keeping us on the highway and even directing us in a different path to avoid certain situations. Lord, we thank you that on our jobs, you're keeping us from things that we don't see. We thank you, Lord, for the promotions that are ahead of us that we haven't received yet. Father, we thank you for the relationships that are yet to come, the best friends, the husbands, the wives, the children. Thank you for those things that are yet to come, Father. We give your name the glory because you are our omniscient God. You're our omnipotent God. You're our omnipresent God. And there is none like you, Yahweh. We bless your name. We give you the glory, the honor, the praise. We lift your name high because you are worthy. You are more than worthy. You are more than worthy of it. You are more than worthy. Our little words cannot fathom how awesome you are, God. We give you the glory and the praise today. We don't limit what you are, Lord. We don't limit who you are. We just say thank you. We just say thank you. 
It's such two small words, but Lord, is what you've allowed us to have to give you praise, to say thank you. So we will commit to give you more praise. We will commit to lift our hands in situations that seem rough. We will commit to, in our cars, glorify you. We will commit that in our home, we will pray and have praise music around us in the name of Jesus. We will begin to give you the glory that you deserve. And it is in Jesus' name that we thank you for the opportunity by his shed blood and his sacrifice to even come to you to say thank you. We give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. And I thank God for my wife this morning. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, As Granted or For Granted, by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5970, that's 5970, to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5970 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Brothers of the word.